Curry waits for Bogut. Gets his screen. Gets free. Fires for three. Got it! Straight on triple for Steph Curry. That play has been fantastic tonight. The high screen and roll with Bogut and Curry. I grew up a basketball fan and watched a lot of legends play. So now that they're in turn, you know, commentating on our game, it's pretty humbling to to hear that, you know, from from guys I looked up to and and watched play in in their prime. So uh, just enjoying it. All right, be fun to start our interview with uh, with Jerry West. And uh, first, welcome, Jerry. Uh, We're curious. Do you know anything more about uh, the health of Steph Curry this morning? Uh, no, I haven't heard anything this morning. I know yesterday said he wouldn't have played uh, if we'd had a game last night. But, you know, they, uh, the players today, uh, the health care of players today is so good, and the trainers and uh, the uh, the people in the uh, athletic department there, uh, the training department, they really know what they're doing. And, and things are so far advanced today that, um, you're just hopeful that uh, he will be out there tonight because we certainly will need him against a really good team. Yeah, without doing those back-in-the-day segments, but I'd be curious, if you had a similar injury, what'd they do, just tape you up and, and hope to gosh you could do it, huh? A lot more than that. Okay. <laughs> they used to stick something in there before you play. Okay. Wow. And, and, and basically, especially, you know, the superstars, you had to be on the floor, so it was tough to say, I don't want a needle, huh? Well, you know, I think it was just part of the culture then, and certainly their culture has changed as the medical care has gotten better for the players. But uh, I think it, you know, it's a great thing that we see some incredible things happening uh, in basketball. Met a world piece and played in 10 days after he had a, a knee surgery. So uh, you have uh, these doctors are great. Uh, you know, the surgery is not as invasive as it used to be because it's my. Uh, arthroscopic and uh it doesn't do as much trauma to your uh to your knees in in particular and uh it's just it's just nice for the players today that uh you know they can get hurt one night and maybe they'll be able to play uh the next night without anyone injecting you so well lessen the pain yeah we had some fun here on the radio and so did uh, uh everybody in the media when mark jackson certainly in the excitement of the moment said he thought uh steph curry and, uh, boy, the, the young fellow who you Clay picked Thompson. out, Clay Thompson, uh, were the best shooters. Uh, two, you know, two guys, same backcourt, best shooters he'd ever seen. And we brought up yourself and Gail Goodrich. Now, obviously, you're not going to get an argument over this, but, but did you think it was a little premature for Mark to go there? Well, uh, no, no, you know what I mean. I, I probably shouldn't even answer that question. Of course, it was. But go ahead. Well, you know, I, I think that uh, you know, Mark has Mark has done a remarkable job, and obviously, the players have really rallied around him, and he's very complimentary to our players, and and I think it's a wonderful thing. But I've always felt that careers are based upon um, long term um, uh, playing day, uh, playing time in the NBA, and and uh, more importantly. Uh, uh, not just on one game, but uh, I, I will say that the, these are two of the best. Uh, the current uh, staff is might I, I don't know if I can see, have seen anyone in my career that shoots a ball like him. I, I mean, he's unbelievable. And Clay is in his young. He's getting really better. Uh, he's he's expanded his game. And uh, when you watch those guys shoot threes, oh my gosh, when they get it going, it's a pretty thing to see. And I think one of the things that maybe just hearing Mark say that uh, would be great for basketball and for young kids out there to know there's a place if you're clever enough and if you know how to use screens and if you can put the ball on the floor a little bit, uh, it, it will encourage a new kind of a basketball player 
people who can really shoot the ball instead of people who are really aggressive driving the ball to the basket. But to watch these two guys shoot, uh, and particularly when they're shooting well, it's it's a it's it's great to see. Now, Jerry Clay Thompson, you you know you had the vision on Clay Thompson. Obviously, you know Michael well. I love Clay Thompson at, at Washington State, but but I'm wondering from your perspective, how much more do you think there is for him to discover in his game? Because he's he's worlds better than he was two years ago, and and from talking to his dad, he thinks he's going to be worlds better than he is right now, two years from now. Well, I, I I agree with Michael, and obviously Michael played with with, uh, with the Lakers here when I was here in the front office. And Clay has just got a, a you know he, he he his work ethic is really great. I mean, he loves to shoot the ball. But I think one of the things you've seen him in the last month do uh, go in the post a little bit. He's big. He can go in and take to take a size uh, take advantage of his size in there by scoring in the low post area in there. And he also can pass the ball. He's got a good knowledge of, of, of the game. Uh, I, I see that, you know, just a little bit better footwork um, for young players, and particularly for him, because you just don't want a player that's a, just a, strictly a, a spot-up shooter. Uh, defensively, he's made incredible strides, and uh, I, I just think that he, he's, a, he's a player that can get a lot better, as some of our other young players. Harrison Barnes, uh, another player with tremendous potential who – uh, I think will get a lot better because of his work ethic and his. And he wants to be great, and a lot of his desire. And uh, you know, I think our coaching staff knows that we've got a young coaching staff over there, and they get out there and, and work with these kids on a regular basis. But I do think players sometimes get better not during the season, but in the off season when they do have a chance to work on their weaknesses. And those players are full aware of what, are fully aware of what those are. But uh, you know the organization; they did a great job in, in picking my, uh, uh, Clay. I think he was all of our favorites going into the draft, and he got there for us. And uh, it also allowed us to uh, make a trade that I think uh, is becoming more evident. How uh, Andrew Bogut helps us when uh, when he get, regains his mobility. He, he's away from where he should be, but uh, one of the lead-ins this uh, show uh, to this uh, show this morning was. They were talking about a high pick and roll with Curry and Bogut. Setting screens is an art, trust me, it really is. And you go behind him and no one's going to get near you because he's so big and he knows how to set screens, he knows how to set the right angle for you. And it, it, that's a big plus to having having someone out here to, to to allow those two type shooters to get open. All right, the guest is uh, is Jerry West. Uh, looking forward, to, of course, to the game tonight. Still a few tickets uh, available courtesy of Raymond Ritter Enterprises. Do you know that, uh, uh, Jerry? I, once I, I told Ray, Ray, I just had a baby. He goes, that's nice. I used to work for the Lakers. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, you know how no, Ray still wears that uh, that uh, Laker badge proudly, you know. Well, you know, as I say, it, it, he, he's a, it, there's not a better PR person <laughs> in the world than him. I mean, he just effervescent. He's got a personality. He, he, he loves the Warriors. And when he comes to work, he comes to work not for a paycheck, but because he loves what he does. And I've always felt that he's one of the great guys you know, and, and funny. And, and But uh, every time I talk to him on the phone, and we talk frequently, as I do with a lot of the people up there, uh, it's just amazing. Uh, if, a, if we won a game, oh, my gosh, I mean, he's, it's just like he's on cloud nine. If we lose, he's in the... Uh, He's in the basement and sit on the penthouse. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you this, Jerry, though. Uh, again, you know Ray better than I do. You better not tell that young wife of his he doesn't care about the paycheck. She's gone. <laughs> 
Well, I, I, she works too. Okay, okay, then, then it's okay. <laughs> hey, Jerry, you know, tonight I think it's going to be an incredible environment, and I, I know you remember 2007 and what that experience was like for the Dallas Mavericks just from watching it from afar, but have, has the crowd ever impacted you positively or negatively at any point in your career? Because tonight they're going to be loud, they're going to be all in supporting their Warriors, and I would imagine it's going to be a daunting task for the Nuggets can you well, think of a time? A, no, well, I, you know, as I say, things have changed so much uh, with regard to crowd and crowd noise. Uh, you know, teams are, um, teams, uh, because they play in, in pretty loud environments anyway, and there are a lot of them in the NBA. But I think up in, in uh, the Bay Area up there, my, our fans are incredible. I, I, I've always said it from being a player up there to uh, watching the Lakers play when I was involved up there. It, it's an enormous crowd. Um, uh, you just don't find people that are that that are that passionate about their home team, and tonight it does give you a little edge sometimes. But obviously, the task at hand is forget the last game in Denver. For forget it, okay? Forget it. Don't don't. You're not on cloud nine. You're back. You're back to the same level place that you want to be when you're in a playoff. And and the ability to take care of your wins on your home court is a really important thing, and uh, crowds do help a lot. And our crowds up there, when we're playing well, my God, they're so raucous and, and noisy, and uh, it, it's a great feeling to be in an arena like that, and particularly for the players of the home team. Uh, there's something about that support that does give you a little bit of extra confidence, but you just cannot forget that Denver is a terrific team. Yeah, speaking of Denver and terrific team and all that, after game two, there was a talk, oh, Mark Jackson outcoached uh, George Carl. I'm just curious, when you reach this level, and, and I'm not, listen, coaching is coaching, and you know you have to have the guys follow you and they have to respect you, that, you know, is unquestioned. But does somebody really outcoach someone at the professional level? Not really. Not really. I, and, and, again, Mark has done an unbelievable job for us. But George Carl's one of the best coaches we've ever had in the NBA. He's gotten better as the years have gone, uh, gone on. Um, you know, and I think sometimes when you have a key player out, uh, as we did with David Lee, and who's not going to be in the playoff, it gives other players a chance to, you know, to uh, 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 have an opportunity to play and show what they can do. And that's exactly what happened. Forget our guard play. I mean, we, we, what we have 80 points in our backcourt or something like that the other night. Uh, they're going to be concentrating on those guards tonight. There's no question. So the same people. Uh, who maybe didn't score as many points the night before will have a better chance to do it tonight. But trust me, no one gets out coached in this playoff series. So that just just doesn't happen. The coaches is too good, and uh, you know I think it's really disrespectful to say that uh, did, did uh, Mark Jackson get out coached the first game in Denver? And the answer is no, he did not. We did not win the game. We had a great chance to win. And the other night was one of the great shooting displays that that I've ever seen. And uh, uh, you, you don't have a lot of those. And so every game is different. Every game will be different, and tonight will be different. But there was a, a big adjustment for George to make with us playing three guards. Yeah. And I... uh, but the the other thing that's been really surprising is our ability to rebound. Uh, you know, we've got rebound a really good rebounding team two games in a row, and and obviously that gives you more opportunities and keeps them off the offensive board and and can kind of get you out in transition where we can get some uh, easy looks at the basket and hopefully layups. Yeah, if you don't mind, I'd like to go back to when you were playing. For people maybe 45, 50-plus, it was always you and Oscar Robertson. Uh, when you talked uh, all-time, the best backcourts ever. 
I'm just curious, in your mind, how would you match up if you had Magic coming at you or Michael Jordan or even LeBron? He plays a lot of a lot of guard. Uh, do you ever do you ever look up and say, "Here's how I would play those guys"? Oh, you do it all the time. I, I think uh, you know. I, I think if you played this game, played for a long time, and if you played it at maybe a little bit different level than some of the other players. Uh, one of the things that allowed you to do that was your mind. Um, uh, you know, you, you really do develop a catalog of players. And, and you know, it was like players on our our team, the Warriors, uh, that I think I would play a guy this way. I think I'd play a guy that way. Uh, I've always felt that, uh, you know, players have certain areas that they don't do as well in, and you let them get to their strengths, and they're so good enough. Uh, I mean, they're so good that they can get to their strengths because of their cleverness, uh, and, and really deceptive. Curry is a very deceptive, and you know he's not—he's not, he's not a, a LeBron James type athlete. But his cleverness allows him to get open, just little simple ball fakes, little little jab steps that he he will make, and he delivers the ball so quickly. So everyone you play against, uh, you're, you're always, uh, at least during my era. Uh, no one had to show me tape because we do really didn't see it that much. You just develop your own personal catalog, and and I think that that's the thing that allows players to get better every year. They come back, they know their opponents better, and that's why I say in the off season, uh, these young kids in particular uh, have areas that they can really improve on, and if they can improve in those areas, it, it makes a difference in how they perform the following yeah. year. So. You know, this has been a, a, a real fun year for us so far. Obviously, we'd like to win three more games against Denver and um, and conclude uh, the first round of the playoff. But this is going to be a tough, daunting task uh, because Denver is very good and uh, all the crowd support we have uh, will really be a plus for us. You got right off that old-time stuff. You didn't want to touch it, huh? Well, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. No, because I, I was, I was I curious. I, I, yeah. You know, you those are things that I think any player would relish to do. Yeah, yeah. Any player would relish doing. Is that. Russell still eleven titles in thirteen years, and he closed the door on you guys so many times? Is he the greatest? Why are you bringing up old wounds for? Oh, no, I want to. I want to see what kind of shape you're in. You sound you all right. Me, right? <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Hey, is is he the greatest center of all time? Oh, you know, I think based upon winning, you can say that. But my gosh, that would be a really uh, uh, a difficult thing to do that uh, because we've had so many great centers in our league. And obviously, when you look to centers in the league, there there are not as many dominant big people as there uh, once were, were before. And um, he was he was a dominant player without being a dominant scorer. Uh, but he he certainly is among the best of all times. Uh, you know, I've seen them all. Abdul-Jabbar would be right at the top of the list. Uh, Will Chamberlain, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Akeem Olajuwon, probably one of the most underrated players I think I've ever uh, been, uh, watched play. Uh, just loved loved his game. Uh, but we've had some incredible centers, and, and of course Bill was right at the top of the heap because they won so many times, unfortunately, against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Jerry West with us on the Ring Central Guest Line. Gary and I, Jerry, are big fans of Bob Myers. Give us your, your thoughts on the job Myers has done uh, as the architect of this team? Well, you know, I, I think an awful lot of it goes towards ownership. Uh, you know, ownership hiring the right people for the right for the right position. And uh, they did their research, and I'm talking about Joe, uh, Joe Lacob. Uh, he's done his research on people. He's brought in the best people to be a part of an organization. He wants to build a first-class organization, and he's well on his way to doing that. And certainly Bob has been right there among the most prominent ones. But, uh, you know, I've known Bob for years, uh, particularly as an agent. 
He's very bright, uh, very conscientious, very hardworking. And the ability to get things done really is is the proof of the pudding. And Bob's got a lot of great things done this year. And I think his staff over there, uh, people that sort of get hidden in the background, have, have really done a great job. But uh, also Kirk, uh, uh, Joe's son, has done a remarkable job. Uh, you know, he runs the D-League team down there, and and, uh, and they've had great success down there this year. Uh, he's in the background. We, uh, we have Travis Shrink there, uh, Slink, that uh, is extremely uh, talented, too. And so Bob has a lot of resources to work with. And I think the great thing about it, and for me to be involved with them, they're all young, they're all, they want to learn, and uh, I've seen great progress from him. But uh, he certainly uh, should be uh, the leading candidate, in my mind, for the executive of the year. Yeah, a couple more uh, moments here with, uh, with Jerry West. And it's legendary how you would be unable sometimes to even watch the Laker game when you were the general manager. You'd have to walk out in the hall, or I don't know where else you went. Can you watch the Warriors now? And, and oh, oh yeah, and, okay, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. In person, and, and, yeah. No, well, as I say, in person is a little bit more difficult. But I usually yeah. sit in the suite when I come up there, and I can get them walk around and, and there a little bit. But um, as I say, I, I do. I watch all the games. I, I watch every playoff game, and uh, not only the, uh, the the Lakers and the Spurs, but. Oklahoma City. They had a bad injury uh, to Russell Westbrook today. He's going to be out, and uh, uh, obviously the Warriors and uh, and Denver. But I watch all our games yeah. in the league, and and this is a time I think a learning time for all executives. Okay, you look at your team, and you have to really be analytical in terms of what what are you missing, what do we need to get uh, take another step. And this is a great learning time, I think, for all teams, uh, what they might need, what they don't have, and um, also for young, young players to get more experience uh, going forward. So uh, this is a time, time for organizations to shine, coaches and players to shine, and when the most attention is being focused on, uh, on the NBA basketball at this point in the season. Yeah, what was the reaction to your book? There were so many personal revelations. I, I remember reading it myself. I said, man. Jerry's really honest. I mean, even the stuff about your dad. What type of feedback did you receive? Well, you know, it was a very difficult book to write, and um, because you're, you know, you're really exposing yourself about the person that you really are. And um, um, I got a lot of positive feedback. Obviously, some people are are, are indifferent to uh, to books like that, but uh, a lot of people who grow up in this world grow up similar uh, as I had. And uh, uh, it was, to me, it was well-received in, in terms of the, the positive letters and notes that I received. I'm curious, uh, somebody who really cares, though, like your wife, did she say, Jerry, that's too much? Well, you don't know that she cares about me. <laughs> well, I'm guessing. I'm taking educated well, guess. Okay. <laughs> I think of all, all of us guess that. Yeah. No, well, um, no, I think um, it, it, was, it was a hard book to write because I'd been approached by two or three companies uh, that wanted, um, you know, a, a biography of myself that was that I contributed to, not the fallacies that uh, other people write about you sometimes, that they don't really don't even know you. And uh, I've always been kind of a closeted person in terms of my personality and what I like and what I don't like. And I think um, uh, our lives are so dictated by, um, you know, what we see in our lives, what, uh, you know, what makes us feel good, what makes us not feel good. And and um, you, you, a lot of times you just don't like to rehash those things. And unfortunately, 
I think fortunately and unfortunately, uh, I did that, and um, uh, a lot of people wrote some incredible letters, you know, thanking me. But you're a happy guy today, aren't you? Because people look at you and say, man, if I could have half the career of Jerry West and the financial security and whatever he's touched, hell, you're the logo of the league. I mean, are you happy today? Well, you know, to say that, that's, uh, you know, I have very melancholy days, and, uh, you know, it's just something that, uh, it's a burden, and, and uh, unfortunately, you have to live with it, and uh, some days are not as good as other days, and uh, you do a lot of soul-searching uh, about uh, things that you can do better in your life, um, uh, things that you would like to do for people that maybe you really can't afford to do, and um, I've always, I've learned a lot, and I've learned that people are great. Um I admire people for some of the things that they've done in their lives. And um, I think the greatest gift of all is to give and to be kind and courteous to everyone who comes to you. And uh, that's how I try to live my life today. But uh, I'm I'm kind of a loner. Um, you know, don't have a whole lot of intimate friends. I have a lot of people I like a lot and care about. But uh, I've never real – it's just always – the easiest way to do it was really through a book, not just sit down and talk about it. You never have to worry about having your feelings hurt, though, if you don't get too close to too many people. As well, funny no, as that yeah, sounds. Well, as I say, the, you know, the press can be real mean-spirited sometimes, and, and I think, uh, frankly, that that's what helped keep me balanced, to be honest with you. you know, they'll write, you know, you make trades, or, and particularly as an executive, not so much as a player, and, and they can... Uh, uh, the, the media has become uh, more like Broadway uh, critics, and which is fine. Uh, because they criticize your performance or, or praise your performance, and uh, people don't realize how sports, how difficult sports are. They watch you on your best nights, and they don't know what how difficult it is some nights, uh, other nights, to try to go out there and forget about your individual performance, win, and that's the ultimate thing that every franchise wants to do. You want to win. I don't care how pretty the game is. I don't care how ugly it is. You really want to win. And uh, that, to me, uh, separates the men from the boys, and uh, ultimately that's uh, caused me a lot of pain to not being able to win uh, a number of championships that um, every player wants to do. But being part of great teams were, were a huge part of my memory. You know, I don't mean to hog this with my friend Larry, but you know people who, you know, all of us were working hard for a living trying to go, and they hear Jerry West. Gosh, if Jerry West can't be happy, who can? Well, I, I didn't say I wasn't happy. Yeah. I just said I had days that I'm very melancholy, yeah. and uh, all of us are like that. I, I mean, I wish I had a different kind of personality. I'm, I have a much more serious personality, but I also have learned to laugh at myself, and I think once you learn to laugh at yourself, it makes life a lot lot simpler right. to live. Write uh, a blog. That'll make you feel better. <laughs> write, write a uh, blog. None of, none of that or none, uh, no tweeting, okay? Uh, <laughs> hey, hey Jer- uh, Jerry, I know we gotta we got to run, but... Uh, you know, a devastating injury for Kobe Bryant. I know you got a unique relationship with Kobe. Um, you know, you brought him to L.A. and had a huge, huge impact on his career. Do you, do you think he's going to play his whole career there, or do you think they may they oh, amnesty he, he him? Will, he, will, he will end his career here, trust me. Um, um, I think one of the things he understands is that you have to um, – um, you know, to to do something really well uh, for so long at one place, it almost, I think, taints um, a, a player's uh, performance and everything. And he will end his career here, and uh, I know he'll be back playing. Uh, and don't 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 ever uh, discount him. He's uh, one in a million, and 
or one in ten million or one in twenty million. Uh, you just don't find players like that very often, and um, I was very happy to be part of his career. All right, Jerry. Jerry, courtesy, we got to get in courtesy of Raymond Ritter Productions. Thank you, Jerry. Okay. Thanks, Jerry. Uh huh.